Good morning, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. Welcome into the show this morning as we uh, celebrate and or discuss the launch of the first arc of 2023. It is assimilation. It is the Borg arc that we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks. And uh, I am your furry feline Borg host, Ultimate DJs, here for Talking in Cars with DJs, a subset of the Talking Trek podcast. I'd like to welcome you all in this morning and say hola. And good morning. I'm uh, joined on the stage this morning by Bubba Joe, who is normally not up this early. So good morning to you. Welcome into the show. Uh, why Why did you feel so compelled to wake up so early this morning? Is it out of joy or outrage? I am also on my way to work. Ew, yucky. Who goes to work this early in the morning? It's actually rather disgusting. Also, it really is. It is. Also joined on the stage this morning by our studio engineer, uh, Stephen Aaron. Good morning. Thank you very much for being here. And uh, Talking Trek's newest panelist, who at this point, Bubba Joe, I think feels obligated to show up for any and all content. So <laughs> I, I appreciate his tenacity. That will it will burn it out of him real quick. Good morning to Server 45's Ops 39 RC Putts. Good morning to you, buddy. How are you? Morning, morning. I had to set my alarm for this one. <laughs> you sound like you're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, fully awake and raring to go. Uh, we appreciate Ooh. everybody being here. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's great. Well, let's talk about it, everybody. Assimilation is here. The January arc is uh, basically a Borg revisit, and it is part one, indicating that there will be additional parts to this one, Bubba Joe. There's a lot of stuff that we can initially talk about and some stuff that we can gloss over, but really don't know the true impact until we get into the game and, and are able to start playing some of these features. But let's begin with the, the most glaring uh, Borg in the room, if you will. And that is just simply the new Borg solo armadas along with the expectation slash hope that the grind could get better. Now, I do see that the grind could be better, Bubba Joe. We do see an officer ability that is increasing loot gain from Borg hostels, as well as Apex hostels, I might add. Uh, we're also seeing an exocomp that can, increase, uh, that can increase loot gain out of the new Borg Armada loop. So I do see a couple of areas where potentially grind can be reduced but just as soon as they do that, Bubba Joe, we see refinery options available in the Borg refinery that now actually cost more inert nanoprobes, which would lead me to believe that the grind could be extended. Meaning that if you add, you know, negative A plus a positive B, does that mean that the grind stays exactly the same? And that's really not what I was hoping for. You know what I'm saying, Bubba? You've had an opportunity to to briefly glance over the game. None of us have had an opportunity to really play in this content yet. But your first reactions to the brand new Borg refinery, mine are questionable, I believe. Whoop. Uh, we lost Bubba. He's driving through a tunnel. Um, we'll come back to him here in just a moment. And I know that, that you guys have questions. So what we'll do this morning is briefly kind of gloss over the content that we've got how some of it will briefly work. There was one or two pieces that I left out of the uh, Arcfall video that we'll, uh, that we'll touch on here this morning, and then we will get directly to the questions that you guys have in the Frequently Asked Questions room 
here inside our Discord. And for those of you listening in podcast, we appreciate you so much. And there are question and answer rooms in the Discord that we'll be populating throughout the day. Sorry about that, DJ. I drove through a, a bad bad connection section, and all I heard was, and what do you think, Bubba? And I went, uh... Oops. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, what I was, what I was kind of briefly just wanting your initial reaction on is this new addition to the board refinery. Obviously, we see the exos. We see the officers that have the capability of decreasing the time spent grinding board probes, but at the same time, we see increased options in the refinery. And I kind of feel like if you take that negative, you add it to the positive, you kind of end up with a net zero kind of a checksum. I don't know. I don't know that I see an actual decrease in grind here, and I'm not sure if I'm missing it. Well, I think that, no, I don't see an actual decrease in grind either. Uh, I see a potential increase in grind if you want to engage in all of the features of the Borg refinery, which no one should want to do. Um, oh, uh, it's evidently slick out today. Um, uh, so I don't see I, I don't see a reduction in grind at all. Um, and that's a problem because I think people are still grinding probes. I'm not, but I understand that there are a lot of people that are, and, and they want to engage in those faction credits. That's their sourcing for faction credits. And so I think that that additional chest is nice. I actually don't mind the cost of it relative to the two chest option. Right, but it's still like a, um, it's a it's a large ask to try and grind probes that way. If that's the way that you are sourcing inert matter probes, I agree, and and that is how I'm sourcing uh, the active or the inert nano probes for the most part. I mean, obviously there's some ATAs that come along, but uh, for the most part, the majority of my inert nano probes are in fact coming from the grind, and and I agree mathematically. They're not as atrocious as, say, they are in the Meridian refinery. They're not quite as bad as we've seen in, for example, like the bonus refinery had those exponential costs, even in the new Bajoran Armada loot redemptions. So I, I, well, I guess I can get behind that math. At, looking at the cost, right, it goes up 500% to go from one chest to two, okay? It now only goes up 100% to go from two chests to three. So in terms of, you know... it. You know, the way that Scopely does things is things that are chests that are on a timer, a daily timer, the the efficiency goes down as you go up. In this case, it's really bad getting to that second chest, and it's only a little bit worse getting to that third. It could have been a lot worse based on Scopely's typical model of chest redemptions that are timed out. So, you know, I'm not overly upset about that third chest option being where it is. If it had been two or three million uh, inerts to get to that third chest, you know, like six X from the two chest option, I'd be a little bit more upset, but at least it's still something that's kind of attainable. If you want to go and go and get to that level. I, I suppose that you're right in that it is kind of obtainable, but those costs are, are going to require a significant time investment. And, and for, and for I some players, agree. for some players who had, all but abandon the board grind, right? Like a lot of players don't do that maybe every day. And then of course, a lot of younger players may because of the necessary items that are sourced in that, including the independent credits and faction credits. But I, I look at this as a player who was kind of done with it. I mean, not done, but certainly not heavily engaged. 
And I look at this and I'm just like, wow. Like, if I do want to re-engage, which I probably will want to so that I can engage with the Borg solo armadas so that I can then in turn engage with fleet commanders, if that is my goal, then I actually see this as a net add to my grind. And I got to be honest with you, even if there are tools, including the exocomp and including the officers that are going to improve it, none of those are here on day one. You know, it's going to take it's going to take some time to earn that. Um, and so I'm left feeling a little puzzled and maybe slightly disappointed uh, that the initial grind is going to be so heavy. Now, some players are going to say, listen, grind, you know, DJ, you're losing your perspective. Grind is always OK, especially when we can get to brand new content, basically free to play. And Bubba, that is one very, very bright mark that i have with this uh piece of game design and this month's arc runner is that for the most part i mean you've got a prime which we can talk about you've got a projectile which we can talk about both of those are going to decrease the grind but they're paid which is the way i always say that they should be paid to skip the grind bubba but there is everything available for free to play right here right up front this month and for that i have to be somewhat happy at least that is if you're 35 plus now again i i voice this concern when speaking with echo and the other designers pre-arc is that you know i am concerned that this is the second seasonal arc in a row bubba joe that really is focusing on 35 plus now, my, my counter-response to that was, well, fleet commanders can be engaged with starting at 15, and I acknowledge that. That is correct. You can start engaging with the uh, command center building, the fleet commanders feature, at Ops 15. But Bubba, where are the upgrade materials coming from? Where are all of the fleet commander materials coming from, or at least a large majority of it? They're coming directly from the Borg Solo Armada loop. While there may be other events and there may be other daily drips and there may be other smaller areas of sourcing, certainly the vast uh, majority of these necessary upgraded materials are coming from the Borg Solo Armada loop. And that has me a little bit concerned as well. Well, I think it's going to depend. Again, there's, you know, there, may, may, may I go on a 30-second rant for a second? Of course. Scopely has taken the art of not informing the players of what's happening to an, a whole new level this month with the patch notes. And even the supplemental link for the fleet commanders gives you basically nothing of value. The information they gave us in the patch notes, first off, is wrong because it initially says there's only two systems for new Borg armadas. But it is so incomplete of actual information the players want to be able to have to be able to know what they're going to engage with or what their obligations are going to be this month, that they've taken it to a whole new level. They've scopelied the patch notes, which I didn't think was possible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the patch notes, I read through them this morning. i got to be honest with you, Bub. Uh, even the bug improvements and even the game improvement section, they felt very, very light. Like, I just didn't so, see anything there really connected with. So I agree. So anyway, I, it, is, uh, it is unclear what is going to be required with the new building. Like, it sounds like it will unlock with the missions. 
That's and correct. Then, is that all you need? Do you even need to level up the building? Is the building yes. going to be tied to? Well, how is the building going to be tied to you being able to level up your fleet commander? So, as far as fleet command research, you'll notice that uh, you get to unlock one of those trees pretty much right up front. You unlock the building, you unlock a tree. Now, this is the long grind, and this is why I kind of laughed about it in the video, Bubba, because this building can go all the way to level 60, all right? And it's not until Ops 40, Ops 40, Bubba Joe, that you can actually unlock a second research tree or a second skills tree, okay? Uh, if you if you go into the game, it's actually there now. You can click on the pad. Wait, and are you talking about a second skills tree or a second yes, commander? A second slot. Uh, let me rephrase. A second slot for a commander. All right. You can work on any of the three trees. You can. But to be able to use more than one at a time will require level 40. And, and level 40 of that building, which I can only imagine is going to take a ridiculous amount of time. Now, there are daily drips. All right. There is also an officer stat bonus, which, Bubba, you and I never dislike. Most players should not dislike that. And that is a pattern that they have stepped into. We've seen it with the subspace relay building. We've seen it with the uh, shuttle bay. We've seen it with the treasury. That there is still a, a kind of a passive always on buff that's coming with these buildings instead of just boosting them up for the feature. But, yeah, you're going to have a fleet commander slot unlocked pretty much as soon as you open it. And uh, once you get to 40, you will actually be able to unlock a second fleet commander slot. Now, that is a long, long road. I interpret that very differently. So I think there needs to be some clarification. I interpret that to mean I can have Spock and Kirk active at the same time. That is act That's correct. Okay. okay. Now, Spock has three of his own trees, and Kirk has three of his own trees. And maybe Locutus does too. We have no idea. Um, so, those three trees, I don't understand how leveling up in those trees is going to be related to or tied back to the building. Do I have to take the building to 10 to get to the level 10 of those trees? Or can I, can I have my building be at level 1 and my officers at level 50? That relationship is completely unknown at this point. So maybe it's possible for you to be able to level up your officers independent of the building, and the building requires engagement in the Armada. So you, we don't know, or at least I don't know. Do you know? I can speak to I, that. I, yeah, thank goodness. Uh, good morning. President Echo is here. And, and one of the things that Bubba and I were just kind of talking on right before you, you popped in here is that even the patch notes provide very little mechanical how-to information here. So I'm glad that you're here to well, kind of be able to speak to I this. I literally just released a Fleet Commander Spotlight overview on everything Fleet Commanders and the Command Center. Well, uh, yeah, we'll have to go watch that. Of course, I'm going to be grumpy about it because why couldn't we know this information ahead of time? And and But I digress. You've got all the how-to. So let's make this a Q&A with, with Mr. President. All First right. of all, these fleet commanders, are they actual upgradable officers? Yes. So they're not officers in the sense where they're normal like officers. 
Obviously, they're very different. You slot them in your command center, like you got, like you were just speaking about. <clears throat> and once they're in there, they have abilities that are active for being slotted in the command center. And then there are some abilities that your fleet commander will always have active, even if they're not slotted in. The, oh, they're called like always on abilities. So there are specific benefits for slotting in a fleet commander, but you are still rewarded for leveling up all of your fleet commanders. The way that leveling up works is similar to other officers. So by participating in Borg Solar Armadas and events, you get experience for your fleet commanders. You put that experience and you level them up. Now, leveling them up is what gives you access to skill points. Each level will give you a token that you can take to the refinery to redeem it for a specific fleet commander. You then put those into the skills that you want. To unlock the next row of skills is when you um, rank up your fleet commander. To my knowledge, the command center doesn't have any bearing on whether the fleet commander is progressing or not. It's just for whether you have that additional slot and for also the um, buffs on the building itself. Does the, um, I, I notice in the building description for the command center at various levels, there is what's referred to as uncommon uh, skill points. Is that a daily drip? Are those the skill points that we're able to earn daily? Or what does that mean, uncommon skill points? And it's got a value attached to each level of the building. Yeah, so uncommon skill points are things that you can earn from either events. You can get them just like when you when you level up and rank up your fleet commander, you get those skill points just for leveling them up. So at certain points in leveling up your fleet commander, you'll get those skill points, which you can then put into different skills. So like uncommon are those, skill points. Are those skill points from the, uh, from the command center, are those daily or that is that a daily chest no 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 the, the skill points you literally just get from leveling up your fleet commanders so like you know how an officer you would go from one to five and then you'd rank it up so like level one to level two you get skill points level two to level three you get skill points all right and i'm going to assume that the command center works in the same way when you unlock the building it says uncommon skill point reward so there's probably a handful of those skill points coming as you upgrade the command center as well. That's what I believe as well. Okay. Yes. All right. So now back to Bubba's point, because I got to be honest, this is actually very different from what was, uh, from what I had expected or what was presented to us in the ARC preview meeting. Bubba says that there are three distinct paths per commander. And the way that I was kind of expecting it is that there was one skill path per fleet commander. Like Admiral Kirk had his... Captain Spock had his, Locutus would have his, um, but Bubba's saying that there's actually three paths in for each commander. So if I've got Admiral Kirk slotted, do I still have to choose one of these three skill paths, or are all of them on if I've all got Admiral Kirk slotted? All of those three are on. So there's actually a total of nine skill paths being introduced this month is what you're saying three for each i think it's a baseline part of the new feature that every fleet commander has three distinct sort of paths so and you can eight. level up all of the paths and all of them can be active if the fleet commander is slotted but like i said there are some of those abilities that are always on whether the fleet commander is slotted or not 
is there and, and apologize this may be an obvious question is no. there a visual indicator or or some type of indication as to what ability may always be on as compared to the ones that are only on if the commander is slotted i believe that they're um highlighted in yellow like they have a yellow border on them but let me verify that all right now one thing that you did mention in the pre-arc meeting that that i i didn't fully understand so i didn't mention it in our uh, arc launch maintenance or our, our maintenance video this morning was that there is a pitfall here and and i wouldn't necessarily call it a pitfall but we know echo the players are, are likely going to make this mistake so listen very carefully community there are a few skills throughout the progression of the tree that are pick one echo can yes. you explain this mechanic very carefully for yeah. players so that they can be warned and share with their teams because this i can see bubba joe being a, a little bit of a problem when you pick one and then you want to go back and pick the other and you cannot because there are some options in the skill tree that are limit one. Echo, please explain. Yeah, um, I'm actually going to drop something in the talking Trek graphics room. It's me in paint highlighting some things. Is that okay with you, DJ? Absolutely, please. All right, let me go throw this in here. So I took this from the um, spotlight that just came out. And uh, actually, I don't have permission to post in this channel. Um, um, just post it in the chat room and I can transfer. Yeah, it. So Aaron can handle it. Sorry about that, buddy. Sorry. No, don't, no, don't, don't apologize. I'm talking Trek chat room. Here you go. So what I did was I basically just circled in red those groupings. What you can see basically is there is a gold border with sort of a grayed out background and those skills are on like the same row. That means that those three are connected. And you can see it similarly for Kirk's yellow leadership path. There's two that are connected. The bottom ones at the three, those are connected. So that means right now, you can only select one to be active. Um, however, what I put in my spotlight, and I'm going to read it verbatim just so everyone can be on the same page. As fleet commanders grow in experience and leadership, they will become more versatile with new on-duty and always active abilities. Switching between certain group skills, grouped abilities will become possible in a future update. So for right now, you have to pick and choose. But at a later date, you'll actually be able to live switch between the skills in those groups. So if I'm looking at your image here and what you have circled, Right now, what you've got circled are, are pretty much all the groups of three. But are you telling us, uh, as a general rule of thumb, that you can only do, like, one per ladder, uh, ladder rung? Like, for example, in the leader, uh, in your image, you've got the three that are circled. But two rows below that, you've got a group of two. Yeah, I forgot to circle. Uh, or that one is two, because you can see it's got that same grouping with that sort of, like, yellow orange, like, border plus the darker background. Okay. Now, That's if you were to that those are groups, because if you look at the explorer tree, um, uh -huh. the two there's like a ladder to each of them. And they don't have that grouping, right? Understood. So that's what exactly what I was going to ask. Over in the explorer tab, you've got two that are are on the same row horizontally, but they're not boxed in, which means both of them can be completed. Correct. So again, at a later date, as fleet commanders expand and they become more versatile and diverse and we add more fleet commanders and expand upon the future you will be able to select between those skills live 
But for right now, you need to only select one. So just pick the one that you'll like the most for right now that you think is going to be most important to Fleet Commander. And that would be most important to you as a commander as Correct. to what level of gameplay. Now, you know, this is an interesting thing, and, and I'm going to take just a moment to delve into the imagination of game design, if you don't mind, Echo, because we have expressed, and you and I and Rev have had conversations about uh, power creep in this game, how you would just keep jacking everything up. The divide keeps getting larger and, and, and you know, free-to-play players can, in a lot of cases, continue to fall behind. This may, and I don't know, Bubba, your opinion on this, but this may actually feel like an attempt, a slight uh, possible at course correction in which you can do all the research you want to do, but you can only have one of these trees on at a time, right? Or at least one commander with their three trees, Right, Echo? You can have three pads on with a single commander, but you still can't simultaneously have them all. Does that, has that been an occurrence to the team in which, you know, you've got a significant level of progression here, but it doesn't necessarily exponentially widen the gap? Well, I think what the main goal with Fleet Commanders was is to give more player choice. Right. And so obviously fleet commanders are powerful, like you're saying, DJ, and having all of the fleet commanders on at all the time with all of these abilities, like I can only imagine how much of a nightmare that would be to try and balance. Right. So we wanted to make very, very impactful, strong leaders that also are driven by player choice. Now, um, one of the questions that I'm seeing in the chat, and we're going to dive into this uh, here momentarily, but Fart Monster says, and I know the answer to this, so I'm going to give Echo the, the chance to answer it positively. Echo, is there going to be a cost or a token or a premium currency to switch your fleet commander out? Let's say that we get the free one, which, by the way, we haven't even touched on yet, Bubba. Everybody starts with one for free, and I'm going to talk to you about a very strong warning with that here in just a moment. But Echo, let's say that that I start with Captain Spock and later on down the road, I unlock Admiral Kirk. Sure. Am I going to pay to switch these fleet commanders out? No. It's just like swapping an officer. Not completely. There is a cooldown period when you swap officers or fleet commanders. So... When you put a fleet commander and you lock it into the command center, before you can switch out that fleet commander, it's a six-hour cooldown. So if you so whatever to, I slot in, I, that's right. what I've got for six hours. You gotta be. It, it's very much again like player choice as well as like you need to be customizing sort of your fleet the way that you're gonna want to be using it for the next however long. For at least six hours in, in that regard. Six hours. So, okay. So no cost on changing in Fart no. Monster, but there is still a ramification to your decision. There's a slight commitment there. Although six hours is certainly not bad, but I guess it depends, Bubba, on what activities you're trying to do and and what researches and what skills that you have unlocked throughout that tree. And uh, and again, I am still seeing this question a lot. So Echo, please forgive me. Let me confirm. All three pats within a given fleet commander are active if that fleet commander is slotted. All three of these pads. And they have the skills unlocked, obviously, in all three. of Like, they have at least one skill unlocked in those three different trees. 
Okay. And we can then presume that the buffs or researches or these new skills to to kind of synonize them, synergize them there a little bit, these new uh, researches slash buffs are different for all three commanders. Like these three paths, they're not the same for all three commanders. So really what we've got, you know, here are if, if Locutus has two, you've actually got eight new paths or eight new rows worth of, of buffs and boosts into the game. It seems like there's going to be a lot of potential boosts depending on the officer that you choose, but you guys have really laid in a ton of option here. Yeah. So just to give a quick overview. So Kirk, the three trees are leader, hunter, explorer. So leader are skills that grant buffs to officers, hunter skills to help against hostiles, explorer skills related to space exploration ships. Kurt, or excuse me, Spock, on the other hand, has minor architect scientist. So minor skills are related to mining and survey ships, architect skills related to the station, and then scientist skills related to research and other buffs. So an example for one of Kirk's abilities is um, phaser bank upgrades, increases energy weapon damage. Spock, on the other hand, insufficient facts increases research speed. Alloy uh, metallurgies increases tritanium. So they are quite different between the trees and also what they're sort of best at doing. So something that I strongly suggest is that when the mission... Um, I'm trying to verify the name of it. There it is. The mission Legends of the Cosmos. Everybody gets that mission. By completing that mission, you get your first fleet commander for free. So you get to choose between Spock or Kirk. So what I would suggest is, in the fleet commander building, you can go and you can look at all the fleet commanders just like an officer would. So I would highly suggest before finishing that mission that you go and you look at the skill trees and the skills and really know which one is going to be most beneficial for you when you're picking your first fleet commander. Which is exactly one of the one of the four warnings that we wanted to issue. We put it in the video and I wanted to really reinforce that here today. Um, I, I, I don't want to regret the fact that they're getting a fleet commander for free. They pick Spock and then, you know, in a day they're like, man, you know what? I really kind of wish I picked Kirk instead. And you won't be able to flip, at least as far as a free one, but we will be able to work on progress for future fleet commanders. Oh, yes, absolutely. Is that, is that grindable at this time, or will it be pay only? I believe it's going to be event-based, like shards would be for officers. Okay, very good. And, Jazzmeister, um, also- let, me clarify, let me clarify his answer. That is what he's saying. You will be able to see all skills. Now, you do need to build the command center. But before you recruit the fleet commander, before you choose Spock or Kirk, go in. So you'll build the building, then go in and review everything and see what's going to be important to you as a player. Then go back, complete the mission, and recruit your fleet commander. There, there are going to be missions that are launched today, right, Echo? Uh, this goes back to a deals question. How will we be able to unlock the command center building? It will only be once those missions go live, which will go live today. Yeah, and I put out the IGN yesterday and the announcement yesterday about the events sort of being able to be seen but not be able to be participated in right away. 
That's because, one, we want to make sure everything rolls out smoothly. So we're making sure the events are live. And the feature, as everyone knows, rolls out over time to all the different regions, like APAC, and then it's like EU, and then it's NA. We want those events to be live so that when everybody gets the materials to help them in those events, like unlocking the command center, for example, they didn't use them before the event was live and have a potential issue. So you'll see the events, and you might not be able to do them until 9 a.m., but you will be able to complete them. And this is just to make sure that nobody... Now, Stealth Monkey asked a really good question. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, no, to make sure that players are... Yeah, you know, and Scopely has taken a decent effort at that over the last several months at making sure that players are, you know, engaging with the new content, even if it rolls a little bit early, that that there are locks, there are keys that are uh, forcing players to delay slightly so that they do get credit in these events. Now, I do like Stealth Monkey's question here, Echo. As a point of clarity, looking at the events that are currently live on his server, there is an event that is only giving Bach XP. I presume then that there will be other events that will also, what if I choose Admiral Kirk? I presume that there will be other events that will also pay Kirk XP, even if the Spock XP doesn't end up being the officer I want to pursue. Is that correct? That should be correct. I believe there's events for all of the different fleet commanders, depending on what people choose. All right. Now, Dragon, per the in-game news and the announcement on the official Discord, you are seeing events. These are purposely not scoring right now. Echo, we, I had messaged you yesterday because this is somewhat new as well, yeah. not just with the keys and everything, but you guys have actually turned off scoring in these events. Right now, right. the events are rolling out to make sure, but they will not actually activate for scoring until closer to event reset. So you may see it, but don't be alarmed that they're not scoring. This is actually a new style of implementation, a new rollout, to kind of ensure a bug-free environment and uh, and continued slow rollout and testing while not giving any players an unfair advantage. You guys have actually turned off scoring in these events here that, this morning. So they actually, some of the events will score. But more so, there's events that you need a certain thing that we are going to provide to score into them. The big thing was we wanted to make sure that this, these events were all live, even if, because it, it takes time to roll everything out. The first thing we wanted rolled out were the events, so that by the time that everyone got what they needed to score in these certain events, the event was live and they didn't use the material to score okay. or to, to utilize it before you. the event was live. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I think I, I, think I misinterpreted that. I totally get it. A bunch of materials for the armory. Yeah, I think I I think I misinterpreted your communication then. So they can score, but certain scoring mechanics involve the the necessity of obtaining these materials, and those materials are what you're withholding at this point. Correct. And we're like we they will we're not withholding them on purpose. They're getting rolled out and there will be giving to everyone. But the last thing we wanted was everyone to get the materials that we're gonna be giving them, use them because they're excited, and then put the event out later and they're like, Well, now I can't complete the event. Understood. Okay, so I think myself and, and based on the chat, I think a lot of players may have misunderstood that exact mechanic there. So they'll score on routine mechanics, but the other mechanics that involve, you know, spending the materials and the and unlocking this and, and doing that uh, related to fleet commanders, that's going to be delayed 
uh, until closer to event reset just to ensure a successful rollout. And uh, and actually, you won't even be able to purchase those materials until like 9 a.m. So people are going to see an event. They're like, what the heck? I can't even get this material yet. How do I finish the event? It's it's on purpose. We want to make sure the event was live before all the other stuff came out so that as soon as you got those materials, you were able to score in the event and there wasn't a disconnect. Okay, and I, I think I can actually get behind that. I mean, that's that indicates proper planning. And and <laughs> no, I, I I appreciate that. I'm not I'm not, hey, not trying to be sarcastic. I, November yeah, December, we are actively have been showcasing that we are trying to be more just planned and detail oriented, focused on everything. So this is different. Well, me, we knew people were going to be confused that like, hey, there's an event here. I want to do it. It's intentional that you can see it, but can't score in it yet. Okay, so let me use that as a segue, because there's a great uh, question in here from European Server 126. Another dragon writes, you know, when we're looking at the Vidar loop as a whole, and let me segue into this, if I can, slightly away from Fleet Commanders. Yeah, We've got new Borg solo armadas. We've seen new refinery options. And his question is, until today, the Vidar loop was literally 100% free to play. You get the ship, you go, buy, you go, you know, harvest the probes, yep. and you go to the refinery. Paywall crimes were literally extra comfort or convenience at that point. And you know my big mantra on my pay content has always been completely, completely appropriate to, yes, things up, skip the grind. But the content needs to be available to all, even if it might end up being slower. Can we say that that is still the case with the Borg loop as of today? Sure can. So, so walk us through this a little bit. We are still hitting the same Borg probes. We're still harvesting the same currency, but we're coming into a refinery that has some additional choice. Plus, that, that additional choice involves fueling directives for the board uh, for the board solo armadas correct correct so now tell me if i'm wrong but you know an ops 41 player charged nano charged nanoprobes become less valuable than active nanoprobes as you go on am i is it fair to say that because of the active nanoprobes I, I think, or, yeah that is no. an accurate statement no 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 i think that is an accurate statement but it spans a lot farther than 41 um, okay. Bubba Joe, Bubba Joe would take that perspective that charged nanoprobes are feeding a small amount of faction credits and faction credits are replaceable with other things. Okay. I, I again, would imagine you're aware that charged nanoprobes are for break, leveling up your Vidar and for right. faction credits and for and faction, and, and, faction and, 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 and and important. I'm aware of that, but from what I understand, and again, tell me if I'm wrong. Active nanoprobes become very, very important in independent credits as you're exactly. leveling up your officers. Is that correct so, or no? I believe that. I do believe I that is accurate. See, I, 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 based on what yeah, we've I talked about, or, or, I, I do think that's accurate. And, and players who are saying that that's wrong, my guess is, is that they're far, along, far enough along in this loop that now officer shards end up being more of a bottleneck than the active nanoprobes. And, and charged nanoprobes are Arts. sourcing a currency in a very limited supply, which does lead me to one of, my, uh, one of my larger disappointments, I believe. And I'd like for you to speak to this as to what changes 
could come or or if you if you see something down the road you can just tell me to to settle down and hold my horses sure but one of the things that i really i think hoped that i would see and i think the players hoped that we would see are increases in the amount of faction credits and and independent credits that could be sourced and i don't see any improvement to that at this stage it's a it's a two month arc. Oh, confirmed nugget. Two months, not three, not four, two months. So, are you saying possibly, obviously, not committing to anything, that there could be increases in efficiency and credits, independent credits, faction credit payouts, possibly appearing in the February arc? I am saying that it's absolutely a possibility. Okay, because that was one thing, Bubba, that I was a little bit concerned with when I saw this. And and let me catch you up on, on the first 10 minutes of conversation here, Echo. One of the big things, as a matter of fact, I do, one of the things that I felt really positive about was that I felt a conscious effort in incorporating actually some of the ideas that I pitched you back in October. We talked about an exocomp. We talked about ways to improve the board grind. All right, to speed it up, to make it faster and more efficient to players uh, once they had kind of gotten to that to that tier nine Vidar. Now, also one of the big cries from the community is we don't want a Vidar A. Please don't give us a Vidar A. We don't want another ship to upgrade to do the exact same thing for the same alleged mediocre payouts. So I imagine the game design was kind of left in a little bit of a lurch. How do you increase the content without increasing the power of the ship? I feel like... Maybe you guys were painted into a little bit of a corner here by because we are now seeing there are no larger Borg probes. Is that correct? Yeah. Can you confirm? There's nothing bigger. So why is there not larger Borg probes? Was that simply because we can't release a larger ship? Or we don't want to? I just think that you're looking into the... You, you got a little crystal ball over there, DJ. All right, then let me reserve things. Let me rephrase my question then. One of the big things that we talked about as recently or or as early as October was increasing the efficiency of the grind, reducing time spent. Now, I do see Galinar, who clearly can do that, but that officer is going to have to be earned over time, which, by the way, I will add again, is potential, is possible for you to play and i'm very very high on that this month i'll come back and circle to that here in a moment because i'm very pleased with that but that still has to be earned it's going to take a little bit of time then we see these exocomps which are increasing uh the the loot gains from the borg but we also on the other hand see the refinery options that can that that do increase in cost so i kind of look at this maybe scratching my head a little bit, and maybe your design was indeed player choice, but what I'm seeing is increased costs to fully engage, right? But also a couple of minor tools that are going to take a little bit of time to accumulate that can increase the efficiency, but that to me feels like a checksum. That to me feels like a net zero improvement. I don't actually see here a way that my grind actually tangibly becomes more efficient. Like Bubba will talk to you. You brought up mastery, being able to hit 10 probes and be done, for example. I don't 
see that very present here. As a matter of fact, I don't see any improve in the grind at all. I'm actually, I actually talked with the person that did the balancing of this quite a bit because, you know, I brought up the same concerns of, hey, there's more of a reason now with the directives to go into char charge nanoprobes, right? And if somebody wasn't doing that, then they're now feeling like they have to do it. What if they have to go and do both every single day? Now, I don't know if we got too deep into this yet, DJ, so I'm sorry if I'm repeating things. No, um, please. The, the directive sourcing is very similar to the Bajoran faction. Mm -hmm. So Bajoran faction, you are able to get one uncommon a day, which leads to rares every X days and an epic every X days. From what I understand, and I can verify this, the exocomp is a guaranteed drop from doing a solo armada. And the exocomp gets increasing percentage depending on the solo armada you hit. So there's an uncommon, a rare, and an epic version of the exocomp. From what I understand, the exocomp is very good and should decrease the overall amount of time to grind for everything now obviously i'm looking for feedback i want to know what people think if they say absolutely not this is totally wrong please let me know but the the multiple chest option so because they added the four chest option i correct i believe correct um it's actually a three chest it used to just be chest. one and two they did add an additional option though it is right. what you're driving at and yes, yes. and so Again, I know this is what I've always said. Like, if there is another option, players are going to feel like they are required to do it. Yes. So, again, the 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 three chess option is for people who really, really, really want to just like dive into that, and we want to give people like the ability to do that without the timer hitting, right? But if you're still just doing the normal two chess option, we spend there for. However, how, how many years has the Vidar been out for, DJ? It came out in 2019. 2019. This should, and you do the two chests for both active and charts. It should be faster. Like, I would really love people to get this Exocomp, try out hitting Borg probes with their, the same crew that they normally would be hitting, whether it be for Loot Gain or Strange New Worlds, however they're doing it, and letting me know if the grind doesn't feel faster because well i think mathematically I it will mathematically it will I, I think that some players as you can see in the chat right now we're hoping for a little bit more gusto just i mean it's been three years so right. making making an adjustment of say for example the uncommon let's take a look at the uncommon it's 125 percent now at its core that's not a bad jump. It really is. It's not a double community because you're taking into account if you have the Infinitus skin, that's increasing your, your loot gain. Uh, I think what, by, by 50%. So, and then, and then if you're using 5 of 11, that's improving your loot gain by, say, another 20, 40, 60%. So you've already got potentially, potentially, for those players who have both of those items, uh, anywhere between, say, 70, 110% bonus to loot gain. So uh, even the uncommon should take sure. that bonus up to another 125%. And that is a bonus of 125%.
So what we should see here, Bubba, mathematically, again, because of the law of diminishing return, we should see slightly less than double, slightly Ew. less than double on the rate of acquisition. Now, Dragon, I want to be real careful with your comment. You say this doesn't matter without loot or without cargo improvements to the Vodar. I got to be honest with you. I see. I take the exact opposite stance on that, at least for now. Make this easier before you make it harder, because the entire problem we have now, uh, for example, you're probably a high level player. Let's pretend that your Vidar cargo is close to a million. All right. How long does it take you to fill that now? These new exos, even at the uncommon level, the 35 to 39 should come relatively close to doubling the loot gain, which would technically reduce that grind time by roughly half, maybe 40 percent. It should be like. You know, say you're hitting 47, it should be in like the 20s now. With well, all the if math, you're, right? If you're, yeah, if you're hitting, if you're hitting more now, if you go at that and you increase cargo, then you actually haven't improved the grind. You, I mean, you have. You can get more on a single run, but you're not saving anybody time. You're not saving anybody time. Now, Captain Elmer also asked a brilliant question, which I want to clarify here mechanically. Does that XO have to be activated before departing the base? Echo, my assumption is going to be absolutely yes. My because, assumption is absolutely yes as well. Because I would, this I, is a loot gain. It's it's coded like a galaxy XO. And so it will, it's just like plundered loot, the plundered cargo for Amalgam. It will need to be activated before losing, uh, before departing your station. So you'll have to take into account warp time if, if you're parked really far away. Yeah, I All would right? better safe than sorry on especially something like this the last thing i want somebody to use one of their transport blocks and get there and you know so please just have your radar at the station when you activate the exo so this is an early piece of co of, of commentary i'm seeing here uh for example tarpon mentions it balabom mentions it elmer's mentioning it the 20 minute timer on the exo could very feasibly be filled up echo half 10 minutes of that could be warp time now, obviously, you can do disco and you, you can do things like that. But but 20 minutes does feel a little bit tight. Perhaps, okay. perhaps an early piece of feedback would be to, to loosen up on that a little bit because you're you're you are going to be facing warp times. And even though warp times aren't bad to board space, you're, you're still looking at two or three minutes one way. If you try to get two cells in or three cells in plus the amount of time it takes to grind the hostels, you might find that an exo is really only going to give you the benefit for one or two cells. I would really like to see that extended. Yeah, to, like, I mean, even even the plundered cargo is an hour. So give us an hour on Borg. So do you need to have your Vidar stationed before activating? And McDougal points out, Echo, oh, that the rarity of the XO, the rarity of the XO increases the benefit, but even reduces the time. For example, the epic ExoComp is only 10 minutes. Yeah, I'm so here to tell you that that's one cell. Period, plain, simple, no matter how you cut it. Let me verify that. Because as much as I want everyone being safe, I don't want people wasting time on this EXO because I I think it's valuable, right? And DJ, how many months ago did you say just give us an EXO? I did. That was that was the pitch. Yeah. Like, absolutely. You, and that's why I feel DJ live. I did. I did. Um absolutely. And so, I'm pleased with it with the numbers. 
But, you know, I would like to see the length extend a little bit because you've got to take into sure. account warp time and all that stuff. And, and obviously, you know, based on the original pitch, I would have liked to have seen larger bonuses, but I can understand sure. why some people might have felt that that was, that was too excessive. But, Bubba, I, me personally, when Echo is teasing us with the thought of mastery, I like the idea. thought. That was just me in a vacuum, DJ. But you had a brilliant idea. This content is old. And, and for all intents and purposes, at least for this month, we are still grinding on level 33 probes. So I would have I, loved your just, idea of, of 10, 12 hostels and filling a cargo. That would be a significant reduction in time investment. And I think that is kind of at our core, Bubba. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think that was really kind of what we were maybe hoping for. Even if not expecting fully, I think we were really yeah. hoping for something really tangible in oh, time oh, reduction. I One, Bubba left like five minutes ago. He had to go to work. Oh, okay. Didn't know. Um, two, <laughs> again, you know, 2023 is the year of me just being more candid and like giving more insights into the process of things. Right. Like I've been really trying to do that with when we were on the show the other day, I did it with Ravi a little bit yesterday. And one of the things I talked about is roadmap. Like there's only so much that can go into each update. Um, so I would just say, and I'm not trying to give anything away because things are still being worked on and things are still changing all the time. And that's just how it is. To not just look at this in a vacuum and know that we are still listening to player feedback. Now, if, say, we were to do something different with, like, the Borg loop, that would probably mean that fleet commanders would get delayed. Right. And, you know, it's a balancing act of giving everybody what they're sort of looking for. And the nice thing about fleet commanders is and you've been saying this a lot, DJ, it's like, well, you know, this is great for everyone 35 plus. What about everyone else? Yeah. Fleet are available for everyone 15 plus. Well, let me, let me expand on that point because you're right. It can be unlocked at 15, but even in looking at the patch notes and looking at the, at the refineries from the Borg Solar Armadas, I, I don't know. Maybe you guys have tremendous sourcing of these skill points in other areas. But to me, at first glance, it does look like a bulk of those necessary materials, skill points, uh, you know, the rank-up materials. It does look as though it's being sustained by the Borg Solo Armada Loop, which is 35+, plus, which indicates that 34 and down are going to have, correct me if I'm wrong, a slower progression, maybe even vastly slower, because it looks like the vast major majority of, of the feeder material going into fleet commanders is coming from Borg Solar Armadas. Will there so, be a substantial source of this for 34 and down? From what I understand, and I, I can confirm with the Arc Runner, the Arc Runner has a lot of events planned around fleet commanders and helping with that progression. You were not wrong, DJ. I'm not trying to say that you will, that people under 35 aren't going to have a slower progression because they don't have access to solo armadas. But also, it's the balancing again. Like, fleet commanders are going to be very good. And so, if you have a maxed out fleet commander at 27, what does that do to everything else? So, it, it's the same thing when it comes to other ships that have been 35 plus, like the Mantis and things like that. So, 
I'm not saying it's a perfect solution, but I am saying that fleet commanders at least will have the that people under 35 will have something to engage with and be excited about and work towards on as well as working towards everything else towards 35. All right, I, I'm going. I know, to, I know that's not your per, your perfect solution. I know that's not it, something you. It's like. not, I know but that's I, I not am like the answer you want. You would prefer, but can you agree that there are some things that a player under 35 doesn't need? Well, that's arguable because players do like to bank up. But but I, for the sake of time, I accept your point. Uh, okay. uh, alongside the unspoken hey, listen, point of in cars, you're allowed to yell at me and talking in cars. You know, yeah, no, I, I listen. I I'm new year, new me, right? Echo, I treat you oh, with on, respect as a human. No, I got to be honest with you. There are some things about this that I do find to be a little disappointing, but not massively disappointing. Like I'm not approaching this arc like I approached assaults, even from day one. Like okay. I do. Feel. You say there's more positive than negative right now. I do. I do feel that. But as I indicated, even in the video this morning, I hadn't yet seen rates of progression. I hadn't seen costs. And, and so I, I wanted to be tepidly optimistic about time. And, and I think that I'm feeling a little bit of that come to fruition. I am a little bit disappointed with, you know, there are improvements to the grind. I feel that in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, I don't feel like they are rash enough. I don't, I don't feel like they are enough. I think that we are definitely taking a step in the right direction. Me personally, community, and, and maybe game design is going to hear this and be like, oh, of course, they want it all and they want it now. I've got the Bubba Joe mentality. But, I mean, really, even from an objective, scopely business and game design point of view, I feel like you guys could have, in the words of Ripper, been more bold with with the aggressive posture and, of the grind. And the nice thing about an exocomp, like obviously there's balancing and there's things. It's like, you know, things can get changed, right? I would, like I always say at the beginning of every month, like get your hands on it. Try it. Make your own opinion. See how it's impacting your progression. And let me and Beck know. Right, like we, we saw just recently, like we made changes to the Actian systems and increased mm -hmm. Apex hostile spawns. Right, we're putting out an exocomp because, like we said in the roadmap update, we are actively looking at grind. So, the the, the idea is like we would rather, like I said before, with assaults, which you know you, you still don't like the answer, and that's fine. <laughs> um. We'd rather get something out there, get feedback, and adjust. So if you do the loop, you get the XO, you go do your board probe grind, and you don't like it, and you don't think it's enough, tell me. Echo, it's yeah. not enough. <laughs> you, mean, you, it's don't, not, you don't even have an XO comp. You have I to have don't have to. I'm a mathematician. I'm no, a no, mathematician. I'm a mathematician. I can tell you that while it is tangible, that it should reduce grind time by roughly 40 to 50%, which is tangible. See, that's why I know game design is going to come back and be like, he's never happy. It's, it is going, listen, mathematically, community, it mathematically, it's going to reduce grind time by roughly half. And by the way, that's half if you have the skin and a decently tiered five. If you are a player who does not have the infinitive skin, 
and you have a very low tier five of 11, this actually is going to speed it up more than half. Mathematically, that's true. That can be proven with science, okay? I really love the idea of going and filling a cargo on 10 to 12 hostels like we can potentially do with Mantis. And I still feel like we're going to be, I mean, you remember what I told you in that October pitch? 87 hostels on a single cell. Now I'm going to be looking at 40, which is arguably better. But I could have gone with something twice or three times more impactful. Now, that being said, again, for the interest of time, this is a shortened podcast um, because we, we are in the car and, and we all have a lot to do today. Right, Echo? You got a lot of work. I got a lot of work. I would also, like to take a moment and trans. Go ahead. Finish. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, please. sorry. I was actually going to transition to the officers a little bit. Me too. I was going to okay, praise. Perfect. Oh, like, it's a perfect I, segue. Because it is. Let's talk about Galinar. Now, again, mm -hmm. I'm very aware that Galinor needs to be obtained, right? You need the shards for Galinor. Correct. But like you said in your video, and like everyone's saying, like Hugh and Galinor both can be sourced from doing the Solar Armada, the Borg Solar Armadas. Mm -hmm. Have you, from what you told me, and your tenure here is much longer, I've only been here for nine months. Have there been a guaranteed sourcing pattern for brand new officers month one like this? Very, very rarely. Obviously, we did see that with Bajoran. Um, but it's, it's two seasonal arcs in a row now that I do like this pattern. And what I mentioned in the video, what I mentioned here earlier this morning, and I mentioned to you, I am highly praiseworthy of, of the free-to-play access that is present here on day one. I'm highly praiseworthy of the new officers being sourceable that is, with the caveat of being 35 plus, okay? That, that is where that, that cutoff is, is 35 plus for access to that sourcing. But it is absolutely something to note, and I'm very high on this. So I want to be very clear. This remains one of my most positive points, is that the free-to-play access, again, Ops 35 plus, seems to be very, very open. You've got access to the directives, which is a self-sustaining loop, very similar to Bajoran. You've got access to the exos, therefore. Then, then, and then, because of that loot, you now have access to the officers. On top of that, I do want to talk about the sourcing just in general for um, the Borg officers this month, because it's not just self-contained. There's also a couple of solo leaderboards. Yep. There's also events. There's a yep. handful of shards in the battle pass as well. So yep. sourcing doesn't feel as narrow. And I am very high on the fact I even put in the video, like people may fuss about a cross server leaderboard, but those typically go deeper uh, as far as placement. And then you've got battle pass, you've got some events. And now we have the Borg solar model loop. I would you like to do a as, Borg solar model and uncommon every single day, just like the Bajoran faction. Exactly. And I would be very curious to see day 20 after we complete this, this monthly arc, what the progress is for players, because I suspect that we might. And again, this is the mathematician, mathematician uh, in me speaking. I suspect that some players may be a little bit quick uh, to be harsh on this, because where there are multiple opportunities, there are multiple, oper uh, multiple ways for players to kind of chunk at this. The cross-server solo leaderboard is going to reduce the number of full-pull opportunities, obviously. But if you're supplementing that with multiple other ways to chunk at this thing, 
then I feel like that could potentially end up being a good thing. Now, again, day 20, we're going to know. We'll see the data. But sure. I am very optimistic with the multiple avenues of sourcing and, of course, what we're seeing in the Borg refinery chest as well. Now, and I would imagine, Sebkino, just like with Bajoran, 35 through 39 have a different set of chest contents. And like Bajoran, you really you had to get to Ops 40 before you saw a lot of that. Now, 35-plus do have uh, access, but I'm going to assume, you guys tell me in the chat, I'm going to assume that rare directives, that the rare solo Borg Armada directives are not present for 35 to 39, which, again, is going to slow them down. So I know that, you know, I might, I might make a suggestion. Okay. I could see it. I could see it in the Bajoran loop. I could see the Defiant uh, chest not giving rares because the targets were so much more powerful and you didn't want players wasting directives and being discouraged. But make a baby rare. But, well, no, I don't think you need to do a baby rare because here's why. The Defiant, and let's, let's kind of transition to this for, for a moment. The Defiant Echo is not necessarily a ship you're going to recommend flying in these armadas because the ship ability is not going to do anything. It is still specifically for Bajoran edicts. Correct. But the Defiant Boost, that research that you guys have been working on for two months, that boost will impact your other ships against these Borg targets. So we've seen plenty of evidence, Echo, where a level 39 is hitting a 43 rare. We're seeing plenty of evidence that with proper research and with well-developed ships that we're seeing players actively be able to punch up uh, beyond level 39. I would make the humble suggestion, and community, tell me if you agree or not. I can see it in Bajoran, but for Borg, we're two months in. Give the 35 to 39 access to the rare directives because I would be willing to bet they will be able to engage in a meaningful way now that the Defiance boost and the research have been able to be developed to a point here two months later that they may be successful with that. You want to know something that's awesome? And obviously none of these decisions are made in a vacuum with just like me talking to one person. But the person that worked on the Bajoran faction also worked on the solo armadas for the Borg. So it's an easy start to that conversation, right? Well, there there's been two months. Everything and did the economy around it. And let, let, me, let me pose the question. And if I get told, shove it, Eco, and tell DJ to shove it, which this person would never <laughs> say that. No, but, he wouldn't. He's fantastic. Yeah, because you know what I'm talking about. I do. Let's 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 just have the conversation. I, I know people are very apprehensive about the eco conversations, but I think I have been able to pull through on a few things since my been here. Well, and I think that this has a logical explanation behind it. Players 35 to 39 who have invested the time and invested the resources into the Bajoran loop should actually be able to engage with some low-level rares and giving them that access, even if it's not massive, right? Even if the loot is relatively low, even because it probably would be on a 40 rare, that would give them the sense of participation and not necessarily punishment, which is going to be the same argument that 34 and down have, but at least we can start to edge that down a little bit. 35 through 39 can be included this month 
as they weren't necessarily included with the Bajoran launch, but now they do have that capability. Now, sure. let me transition to one final question, mechanically speaking. I want to talk about Galinar, dang it. Okay, we'll circle back to that in one second. Yeah, I know. Go ahead. While we're talking about the Borg Solo Armadas, you've seen testing. You've played this on the development server. Can you provide players insight into the ships required? Is the Vidar, which is three years old and designed for level 33 hostiles, is the Vidar a ship that players want to potentially investigate flying against these solo targets? I would say as a third ship, it's worth it if you don't have a third ship that you think is going to provide the benefit. Because these are still Borg targets, DJ. And we all know the amount of damage the Vidar does to Borg targets and the research and everything like that. I would say it's worth looking at. Okay. So multiple Vidars, Yuki, to your to your point. I don't think so. I don't think so. I I don't think so. Um, And and really, I think that high-level players are going to look at this the same as they did the Defiant. The boost can be worth it, but it's still not a ship that they're flying into the Armada. It's a support ship that they're bringing alongside Cerritos. So I would imagine, you know, again, with the lack of a third properly developed ship, it it could be a tertiary ship. I certainly wouldn't. I don't think that I could count on it to be more powerful yeah, again, than, I'm than not, a G4 ship. If you're looking at doing like high-level rares or epics, I would assume you're bringing something else, not the Vidar. All right. Isn't that crazy to think? I, I, me personally, I wouldn't think that I would start with the Vidar, but obviously we'll do some testing on this on screen. To you just have the kind of see. disruptive researches, which um, Grungdola just posted, and it's giving massive bonuses to Borg Spheres, the Solar Armadas for Federation Klingon, and Romulan ships. So, again, if you don't have a really strong third ship, I don't think it's a bad ship to bring with you. But I would definitely be looking at sort of the ships that you're bringing with you for the um, Dominion, Jem'Hadar, Solo Armadas, and sort of thinking about that in a Borg sense. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think I agree, especially uh, K92, uh, or sorry, Chaos, taking into account the charge nanoprobe research, which is also increasing your firepower against these things, basically giving yeah. it a, a, a Vidar-style boost, but obviously starting with a significantly higher base. So, yeah. um, and now there and invest those things, the Vidar might not be terrible, right? Like, the Vidar is a good ship baseline. I think everyone will agree that the Vidar is good for a lot of reasons. Um, you know, the Vidar, I, that's, that's, the, that's the beauty about these things. Like, sure, we can do as much testing as we want, but like, there's nothing like, you know, hundreds of thousands of people playing Star Trek Fleet Command and, you know, trying things out. Oh, real quick, this is off the topic. I say hundreds of thousands because I know you and Rev recently were talking about how many people are like active daily playing mm-hmm. Star Trek Fleet Command. Yeah, and you were saying like maybe forty, fifty thousand. No, 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 no. I I claim that I think it's closer to quarter million. What the the forty thousand number was uh, a a net new player ad figure we threw out on a previous show. 
uh, there was some data that I looked at that indicated when we were talking about churn your, that, your that Fleet Command added 40,000 players that one month. Yeah, your number is accurate. It's like quarter of a million people are logging in to Boom. play Fleet Command. Boom, data. check that! Woo! All right. Like, it, it's a small game in the comparison of like, the world, but, like, it's not a small game. Like, how many people, like, how many... If you look at like the Steam charts, how many games have two hundred fifty thousand people logging in daily? Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a good number. I think it's a good number. There's, I mean, there are bigger games, obviously, but this also, definitely ranks up there. Also, so. we saw that December was one of the best months for new players coming into Star Trek Fleet Command in a very long time. Well, it should be. You guys spent a boatload on advertising, so well, I, would, I would hope that that would work. Or there, DJ. <laughs> I All would right. hope that you guys saw results out of that. All right. Um, let me let me allow Echo the courtesy. Let me allow Echo the courtesy. He's been trying to get to this for 20 Thank minutes. You. Let's circle back to Galinar. Um, the first question that I've got, I know you want to talk in de- in detail about him, but there is apparently a mechanical error right here up front, and K92 brings it to our attention. Your patch notes indicate that Galinar's uh, below deck ability or BDA for short indicates that tier one is 25%, but in the game, he's reflecting 10%. Is this an error in the game or is an error in the patch notes? Can one, can, can it be corrected? Will it be boosted? And then please go into the mechanic of Galinar as you wanted to explain. Yeah, let me verify that. Um, because these were the numbers I was given. Maybe that changed, but let me check. See, um, this is one of those examples of you guys being tepid and and conservative. Be bold, Echo. I, jack listen, that, I'm jack it up. Be bold these days, all right? Let me just ask. Um, but again, we just talked about Galinar sourcing and the events that are going to be around. And you, you, we're generally month over month, as we've seen, and something you ask is like, we're pretty generous usually with sourcing of the rare at the very least for each month. And so... I, I know we're saying be bold with the exocomp. I totally understand. But I'm wondering just how impactful all of these different things are going to be. Like Galinar blow decks, exocomp, um, Vidar skin, and then five on your crew. Like, how is that going to change things? Um, to, be, to be perfectly honest with you, Galinar at 10%. Is is in the noise? Okay, in fairness, sure. like mathematically. Well, I was that looking is, at the twenty five percent. Still, I mean, a slight improvement that's still in the noise. You got to remember, Vidar skin is fifty percent, um, and and five of eleven is presumably twenty to forty percent at the minimum for most players. Right there is ninety percent. You taking ten percent extra with Galinar, it's very small. It is small. Um, even at 25%, I felt like he was small. I feel like that needs to be a tier one at 50% minimum and a tier five at like 300%. Well, I know, again, I game design is going to tell me that I'm crazy. Go in. But, well, I, mean, game, I mean, when both sides are unhappy, we have a good compromise, right? You know how much I love saying that. Um, let me go and talk to game design so I can understand the balancing of it, right? Because there might be a very good reason for something that I'm not understanding or that the math isn't showing, right? So let me ask. But the cool thing about officers and something that I've really been excited about lower decks abilities is that 
you have your best in slot curves, right? DJ, like under 51 PMC, you know, strange new world crews. You're talking your five crews for when you're going and hitting Actian or um, board probes or something like that. Like you have your best crews. So when you get an officer that has like a officer ability that is like increasing gains, it it's harder to sort of stomach that because you have your best in slot crew and it can sometimes feel weird. Blow deck abilities really give a way to customize your experience in a new way while still using those meta crews, in my opinion. Do you think I'm crazy for saying that? No, I don't, because I've always praised below deck officers as being an added ability, which we've never really had the capability of doing. So you take your meta crew and you are adding to it. And and I am taking that into account, which is why I say I feel like 10% is just really not enough. Sure. I mean, it is 10% on top of the meta crew, but we're also talking about a loop that is three years old that is vastly outdated and the grind is is miserably bad. It needed a massive shot in the arm. This is not a revisit of content from six months ago or a, right. re- a revisit from content nine months ago. It's a revisit from three years ago and, and Borg is three years behind when it comes to today's damage boost and today's officer abilities and today's cargo boost and, and all this stuff. It's three years behind, which makes it massively behind. We can't no, treat totally, this as a six-month revisit. Totally understand what you're saying. I'm more just speaking the philosophy of, like, these officers, while they do have an officer ability, the main focus point of both of these officers are their below-deck abilities. I would concur. We haven't, obviously, besides when, like, the below-deck officers first came out, we haven't done that. And I think that this is an expansion on below deck abilities and giving more of a reason to have specific officers in your below decks and to customize based on what you want to do. And again, you know me, I love player choice. I love having options. Just like you do, DG. That's why you go so deep into the math and trying out crews and different things. Um, and so I think that Q having the more ability to crit and this to help with Actian and Borg hostile loot drops, as even if it's not as as as, as uh, bold as you'd want, are really really cool new things, like with buffs that we haven't seen in the below deck slot before. I I would agree that the mechanic. No, I, I agree that the mechanic is good and should be explored and should be you know released on a continual basis. Additional abilities are never a bad thing, but we look at, for example, let me just pick out a couple of below decks guys that really don't feel super impactful. That would be, um, uh, yeah, possibly you look <laughs> at, uh, Lieutenant, <laughs> Lieutenant Barkley. I love badgy. You leave badgy oh, alone. I was gonna, no, don't, don't, don't talk smack on badgy. Lieutenant <laughs> Barkley. All right, is one that is that that does provide value, but certainly not earth shattering. And I look at Gallinar and I feel the exact same way. Will he will he increase your efficiency? Yes. And and this is where you're gonna you're gonna shudder when I say this. Do I personally think he's worth paying for? Actually, the answer is no. He's not good enough. Now, you scale those percentages up, you make him tier one, 50%, then now we can talk about an officer who may be worth chasing. At 10%, my opinion, 
just me, he's not an officer that I'm going to actively chase. Not at sure. 10%. All right. Well, this is why we have talking cars, DJ, right? Like these are the first knee-jerk reactions. Let people try it. Let me talk to the team and let's see if adjustments need to be made. I do want to circle back to a player, uh, to a player question regarding some of the younger players and newer players into the game. We are doing a Borg revisit, which is old content for a lot of players, but frustratingly new and slow to many, many other players, as you just indicated and confirmed with all these net ads that we had just a couple months ago. This seems like the perfect opportunity to really give players a shot in the arm when it comes to the Infinitus skin. I don't see any mention of that anywhere. Can we potentially look at at speeding up that rate of progression for some players? Uh, I think that it's a great shout-out for something that could be in an event. Okay, like the answer on that. But, um, let me go, but again, none of these decisions get made in a vacuum. Let me go talk to the ARC runner. Like, you know, okay. but we even we haven't mentioned some things like this in the ARC preview, DJ, and they were very receptive. They were. They so, were. There was a good conversation. As I told the community and even you that evening on Twitch, uh, I was positively motivated. Actually, it was on podcast. I was positively motivated by that meeting because I felt like this ARC runner and the team was <clears throat> very receptive to some of the ideas that were brought forth to to potentially mitigate some some negative reaction so i i'm glad to hear that and and look forward to seeing what they came up with and i know you want these to be more bold i i i, I do heard this loud and clear but dj you suggested this exocomp in october you on podcast i was there oh for sure yeah no my vi- and, my values and, were a little higher and, than this <laughs> now an exocomp for the thing you literally said is in game. I'm not discounting it. If you're asking me to rank the value of Galinar as compared to the EXO, got to be honest with you, it's in the EXO all day. Well, I know. I'm just more saying like the us listening to the community and doing something. Oh, for sure. I I was very pleased I'm not, because I'm not this saying is, this DJ, is my pick. We listen to you. Shut up and be happy about the values. I'm not. I'm just more saying like this is like I've always been saying like actions speak louder than words like we made an exocomp you provide this feedback how many months ago I am very pleased that that you guys took my pitch seriously uh and I'm very pleased to see it deployed I really ultimately am values even being what they are they could have been a little better I know that you guys are always going to be a little bit more conservative than than I am going to be but yes let me let me be very plain and clear you guys took an actual plan that I put together with a lot of thought and you implemented a very significant piece of it. And I am glad. And I think the community is obviously going to be happy that it's there. We would be happier if it was stronger, but there is no mathematical case community. None. No mathematical case in which this exocomp does not help your grind. I know we would have liked a little more. But mathematically, it will help your grind. And, and for that, I am grateful. Now, let me come back. We had talked about the officers a moment ago with the sourcing. Yeah, I do want, I, I, we kind of glossed over this new Borg bundle. Echo, you guys, uh, as a part of this day one officer sourcing, which we talked about, Hugh and Galinar, 
But I've also seen in the chat, is there going to be a way to improve the existing Borg officers? Like, I have played in this game for over a year and still do not have 5 of 11. Echo, what can you tell players about catching up on Borg? All of the Borg officers are in there from what I understand. It's not just the new ones. 1 through 11 plus Hugh plus Galinar are all present in this Borg recruiting bundle that will be fed by the Borg Solo Armada Loop. And Echo, is it expiring in 20 days? No, this is part of the feature. It's permanent. From everything I've been told, I have not been told that this is going away. That is also what I've been told. I was just testing you. (laughs) I was like, this, did you know something I don't? Because this should not be going away ever. No, this, this loop is here. Now I am going to have to go through. I am being told by TS that it's not there for 35 through 39. And again, I, I come back and I say, come on guys, come on, come on. That is correct. DJ, there is only three officers in the uh, chest for what are those three officers putts um i looked at him real quick uh, i think it's two um and then one of the one of the uncommons and two, uh one eight and nine yeah and you want uncommon solo. One, eight, nine. yeah i i think that needs a little bit of work that that i think that needs work yeah that's, the that's something in the rear um, yeah. And then the epic. Okay, yeah, that's something I'm more than happy to go talk about. Yeah, let's let's go back to the drawing board on that one. Because again, and, well, and, and while I want to make sure that is intended first. I'll be honest with you guys, in fairness to yes, said Kino, that actually was not presented to Echo and myself. We were told all officers. So obviously there could have been a change to the plan. Or but something I, just isn't something may not be right yeah uh, and, something and, may and not and be right why we're having the slower rollout that's why we have these talks let's let, let, let's follow up and verify well and and you know what it it looks like this actually could be a bug echo because even sandra european server 142 good morning and shout out uh even the rare chest does not have all the officers so now i'm kind of wondering if this actually is this is all is this just spread across all three it, well, Sandra, what's your ops level? Because 35 through 39, I wasn't aware actually had a rare chest. That would imply that you're 40 plus and still don't see all the officers. So I, I think that definitely needs a quick look here this morning. Yeah, so. I'll, I'll follow up on that right away. All right. Community, uh, let me get ready to wrap up because obviously we've spent more time than intended on this. But Echo, I do excited, DJ, because we all know what that means. Well, DJ, I do actually really appreciate the time you're spending. Perspective. Go ahead, Putz. So I just did the math real quick. And just for me, and I don't know if this is everybody, but my Vidar cargo is 449K. And so that means I'm going to need to make, I'm going to need to do uh, two cells per day, which is what I get, just to do a double pull. Okay. That double pull will give me 30K in charged. And now I'm going to spend 28.8K of that for one solo directive, leading me 1,200 extra for something else, which means that it's going to take me 16 days 
until I can, if I pull one directive of uh, one solo directive a day, it's going to take me another 16 days just to pull one other thing I want to get. So now, now I'm making a choice. Now I'm making a choice between a solo directive and independent credits. What what's your Vidar tier right now? Uh, my Vidar tier is tier nine. I'm a free to play player, ops thirty nine, and I can only hold four hundred and forty nine k. I think in my market, Vidar around tier nine had like seven hundred. Am I crazy? You you have a skin. Have a no, I don't have the skin. I do not have the prime. skin. Have the prime. So yeah, there's a prime cargo, a prime Vidar cargo as well. I'm so free to play perspective, out. it is impossible. It is absolutely impossible to pull um, a three every day. So Putz, let me. Well, obviously you could do that, but but that's that's a small number, and I guarantee Putz is smart enough to have already encountered, you know, already included that in his calculation. But he's not the first person. <laughs> excuse me, he's not the first person to actually bring that up. And and while yeah. I do understand Putz. This actually comes back to something at my at my core of my soul and my heart that I've always loved in this game is I love choice. All right. I don't like feeling like if you don't do everything, then you're at a disadvantage. But I do like player chosen tracks. Now, you're right. And this is why I said earlier, Putz, I was very disappointed not to see increased payouts of charged increased payouts of active although there is a prime for that but i i am disappointed not to see some of those better payouts that we were hoping for i mentioned independent credits i mentioned faction credits but charged and active are a meaningful material as well so while i do agree fundamentally that the amount that you can get on a daily basis does need to be more we've talked about that even with independent credits as more and more and more officers come out independent credit sourcing has always remained the same it does need to get better that being said putz there is a choice factor here you may find yourself and i don't know we haven't mapped it out you may find yourself in the position where an uncommon a day may not be fully necessary depending on the amount of loot that you can get just like with bajoran and like karkin demonstrated to us early on you may, may need one every single day to get, get yourself built up with a little bit of a bank, but you don't need to maintain that. You know, I can do now, and again, I'm, I'm a higher ops level player, but I can do a couple of uncommons and actually fuel my uncommon pull in the Bajoran store for, for several cycles, probably two or three cycles. So I'm not having to do those every single day. I think now that Echo has told us that the game designer on Bajoran is is also a lead here on Borg Solo Armada Refinery. I would imagine we're going to find ourselves in a similar situation, Echo, in which it might take a minute or two to ramp up, but once we get into the swing of things, doing this every single day as a mandatory activity is probably going to fall off. You're probably not going to find yourself having to do that, but then you can, the, you can choose. It was similar with the Bajoran faction too, right? Like with People were... The first month, everyone was like, this is going to take forever. And then it did get, it ramped up. It did, but, but there were, there were tools that were obvious and visible to help do that. We sure. don't see any favors, obviously, here now. We don't see any significant. Let me ask you, will the Exos 
work for loot gain against solo armadas because they don't read that way. But now that may change my tune. I'm always hesitant to say yes until I verify. I mean, if it, it if it is in the tooltip that is it specifically say Borg probes or does it say bro, Borg targets? Uh, Putz, are you able? To, I'm not in the game, obviously, at the moment. Are you able to? I, I believe that it read as Borg probes. I'm not in the game. I'm driving Borg, Borg probes. Yeah, it's it is probes. worded as probes. So this will not but, work but, against. Uh, it, it, then it will not work against solar models. It says Borg. That models. would. That would be my guess, and that's why I say we do see a lack of tools, like we saw in the Bajoran favor, increasing loot gain from solo armadas, or in that case, it said Gem Hadar targets, which um, is sadly specific. <laughs> Obviously, you guys knew what you were coming out with uh, the next month or two. Um, but, but yeah, I would like to see some of that. And, and what we are missing here, at least on day one, month one, in fairness, we're missing some of those tools to help players do this more efficiently that said in the meantime i do see it as a choice and putts as difficult as that choice may be i don't find that evil because players do have i don't find it evil it's just disappointing that like a new feature is now making me choose and making me slow down my progression in the game because now if i want to fully interact with this new feature I've got to switch what I'm spending and now I'm not getting the independent credits and I'm slowing that down just to be in the feature. So, and technically this new feature is slowing my progression down. Well, certainly with regards to independent credits, I will agree with you. The faction credits, that is still a meaningful topic of conversation, Uh, but there are other sources. Independent credits are very tightly controlled. This is the, this is the lion's share of sourcing. I'm, I'm looking at mine. As, so actually, I was incorrect. I have a tier five Vidar. Okay, I do not have the prime. I have two hundred and ninety-two point eight k cargo space. Okay, so if I look at my refinery for Borg for a three chest option of charged nano probes, I need two hundred fifty. So that would be one trip. And 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 a T nine, you need a million for a three for a three pull and that's mathematically impossible on two cells hmm. without without the, without the prime yeah, a, million, a million a million a million's pretty was the million though was that for active nanoprobes or was that for charged putts i did see the million i thought it was for active was it active or was it charged i think it was charged it's charged yeah yes. so 100k 500k a million yeah, it's it's a big jump. Uh, it's a big jump, and and so, my you goes, know, maybe my goes for my chest. It goes to twenty five k, one hundred thirty k, two hundred fifty. We know that. Yeah, two hundred fifty. Yeah, it's based on the tier of your vidar. Yeah, I know, I know, but like the well, let, let here's Puts. Yeah, Puts is a free to play, but his vidar is maxed, as most legacy responsible free to play should be. It should be maxed. Yeah, so, no, no, no. You know, I, I understand I don't have a tier five Vidar. I was looking at like the percent jump, essentially, is what I was looking yeah, at. Yeah, it does look a little steep there. But these are right. some of the minor details that we can now charge Echo with going back and seeking a little bit of clarification on Echo. I do want to thank you for the time. Uh, I feel like this conversation was was vastly productive. Thank you for hearing. And uh, thank you for educating the community, especially with regards to fleet commanders, which... 
does appear, at least as of this morning. I have not read your new blog post, but it it did feel like it definitely needed some further education. And um, we will look forward to creating some content and uh, explaining that a little bit better as time goes on. But I do want to thank you for the time spent here this morning. Probably, in my opinion, this might have been one of the best uh, talking in cars conversations as far as arc launches and information provided. Um, and I educated feed, myself. Feedback, yeah, feedback <laughs> given as well. Um, as again, I kind of find myself not as grumpy cat as I have been in the past with my dear friend, but um, obviously a few areas of concern and uh, and would look forward to helping totally, Scopely influence this to be better. And they're totally fair. And like it's there's never a wrong thing with having a conversation. Again, the big thing that I've always talked about is like I want to have more two way conversations. I think that we had a very good, productive two-way conversation just now, DJ and the community, about thoughts, feelings, initial impressions of everything so that we can continue that conversation, right? Um, I don't ever want it to feel like you guys are just talking at me or yelling into the void. I want to give context on things, and let's see if there's, like, some other things that we can adjust, right? Absolutely. Uh, one final question for you, which is not a question he will be able to answer now, Cruzito. Um, but given the fact that the Defiant Boost now has, uh, the, the Boost itself now has an increased potential use, uh, kind of like what Putz was just saying, Echo, do we think, do, is it possible, yeah, is it possible to step up the Defiant Boost juice just a little bit? Again, I can see game design's choice path here, but I also look at it from Putz's perspective is, Listen, no. if I'm choosing to spend my boost juice now on Borg Armadas, I'm actually slowing down my Bajoran Armadas. It would be nice. I mean, maybe it doesn't need to be enough for a full complement of Armadas every single day, but a little trickle increase now that the potential number of targets and a potential number of daily Armadas has increased. It could potentially stand to reason that that could be increased a little bit as well. Uh, just as a sticky note for game design of and, and the leaders uh, or the designers of the Defiant and its research guys uh, i want to thank you guys also very much for being here this morning for this installment of talking in cars with djs introducing the first arc of 2023 it is assimilation part one of two echo confirming during this show that it is a two-month cycle here with the borg uh echo because it's only a two-month cycle do you think that we could look forward to an event store next month I. Don't think so. We've never really had them on no, two month arcs. Every but, three months, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the, it's also never during the first month of an arc either. So, so this, if this is a two month cycle and presuming that the next season would be three months, that could potentially be five months before another event store comes up. Last time oh. we did that was TNG and that went yeah, over I'm very pretty poorly. Pretty sure there's one coming before that, but let me follow up and ask. Okay, just throwing that out there. No, no, and, and again, it's a, sticky it's note, and like sticky note, long, big sticky note for the Infinitus skin. Like big, 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 big sticky note. Big, big. I want to want to thank obviously my very special guest here this morning, President Echo, for being very, um, very transparent and communicative, and not so uh, press what you know, press secretary uh, type answers today. Thank you for the clarity that you provided on a lot of these questions here this morning. I'm sure that the community uh, mostly should join me in saying thank 
you for your time and thank you for the information that has been relayed here this morning. Community, my name is Ultimate DJs. I am your friendly neighborhood, Cat Borg, signing off this installment of Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast, uh, Talking in Cars with DJs, a subset of the Talking Trek podcast. We'll be back with you tomorrow at our regularly scheduled time. And at this point, turn over the stage to those moderators who may choose to stick around. Stevens Aaron probably wants sleep. Ripper is not here. He usually carries the conversation afterwards. And Putz is in the car, presumably not going to be able to hang out super long. So I would invite you to transition to the after-party room where I'm sure players like Wham! and uh, <clears throat> and V-Ready may be ready to curate a further conversation as the day goes on. In the meantime, I am your friendly neighborhood cat person, Sam Meow for now. Love you, mean it. We'll catch you on our next piece of content. Have a great day, everybody. Take care.